the Holy Family Chapel Hill podcast, where you will find our weekly sermons, as well as the occasional reflection, conversation, or interview. We are glad you are here. Welcome. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple will not lose their reward. I hear these words of Jesus's, and I immediately add them to my to-do list. This is what I should be doing, handing out cups of cold water to little ones. This is how I should live. I should welcome, shelter, feed, and clothe the stranger. And in doing so, I will be welcoming, sheltering, feeding, and clothing Christ himself. This is what Jesus is telling me to do. Which is not wrong. There is no question but that we are to pay attention to and share what we have with our neighbor. Our friends at Little Way Farm maintain a Christ room into which those in need of shelter can be welcomed. Christian hospitality is literally built into their home, which is both a witness and a challenge to me. But Jesus has something else in mind here. I hear it that way, and I'm guessing I'm not the only one, because I love a to-do list. I like a clear job description and a bunch of things I can mark as done. I am inclined to hear what Jesus says as a directive to do something. But I have come to realize that there is an assumption at work in that that way of hearing. I assume that I am the person who has. The neighbor is the person who needs. This neat trick lets me be in charge, which is fabulous because, in general, it is more comfortable to be on the giving side than on the receiving side. But then I listen again. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me, and this is massively inconvenient for my self-image. Whoever welcomes you, Jesus says, not whoever you welcome. The you Jesus uses is a plural you, y'all, and he means us. We are the little ones, Jesus' disciples. We are not the ones with gallons of cold water to dispense but the ones with empty cups, hoping to be offered a cooling drink. We are, in fact, those Jesus sends out like sheep into the midst of wolves. This is not about being in charge, but about being vulnerable. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, Jesus says, no bag for your journey or two tunics or sandals or a staff. Right. This is not how I travel. I take coffee, because coffee, and a pair of shoes for running, a pair for walking, a pair in case I have to look nice. I am as insulated against the unknown as it is possible to be with a carry-on and a backpack. So why the instruction to go out into the world empty-handed? 
Why the insistence on such vulnerability? Jesus sends us out this way because Jesus sends us to invite relationship. Jesus sends us to make ourselves vulnerable to the neighbor for God's sake. This is, after all, precisely what God in Christ has done in the Incarnation. God's taking on flesh is as much of a commitment to vulnerability as is God's willingness to die on the cross. Flesh is weak. Flesh that refuses power over others is even weaker. God makes God's self vulnerable to us because it is not God's intention to overpower us, but to invite us. I am available to you. Come, be in relationship with me and with all those I love. Some of you may remember the all-too-brief time after the horrific events of September 11, 2001. There was an astonishing outpouring of support from all over the world, not in response to America's military prowess or economic strength, but in response to our being broken open, our suffering and grief and need, our very vulnerability called forth offers of help and aid. That posture didn't last, of course, but it was breathtakingly memorable while it did. There is a peaceableness in entrusting ourselves to the world, in going out to meet the neighbor, in following the spirits leading into places where we are the other, places where we are not in control, not in charge, not entirely sure of the outcome. This is part of the working of God's kingdom part of how the Holy Spirit weaves us into neighborliness and relationship. Those who are sent, which is what the word apostle means, those who are sent, are sent to receive before we are sent to do. We become a potential place for a neighbor to offer hospitality. We are sent as part of God's calling forth of love, compassion, and hospitality. We are sent, as Rowan Williams says, to be places where God happens. I can already feel the protests welling up. But what about sharing our gifts? What about giving of our time, talent, and treasure? What about taking care of our neighbor? And of course we are called to share our gifts and to love and serve God and our neighbor. The essential thing, I believe, is our starting place. To be a Jesus follower does not mean we are those who have so much and we share what we have. To be a Jesus follower means we have nothing. It all belongs to God. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. To be a Jesus follower means to step into a web of relationship and care, to lie loosely to what is ours and entrust ourselves, all that we have and all that we are, to our neighbor, so that together we might become a place where God happens. To be a Jesus follower means to be sent empty-handed into open arms. Or not. We may not be received as God intends. This is not without risk. But we choose vulnerability for God's sake. We are sent by the one who became entirely vulnerable for our sake, emptying himself, taking the form of a slave, humbling himself, obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, not because God loves punishment, but because God invites us into relationship. 
God will not do anything to coerce or break that relationship, including defending God's self from the very worst we can ever do. God in Jesus Christ makes God's self entirely vulnerable to humanity so that we might welcome, care for, and love God. Jesus calls us to be like that. Jesus equips us and sends us out into the world, open, curious, and vulnerable, ready to receive a godly welcome, ready to become a part of a place where God happens. Does this sound risky or daunting? I'm with you if so. But remember this, going out into the world with openness and humility is how we bear the gospel. It is how we share in the offering Christ made of himself for our salvation. It is how we not only inhabit God's kingdom ourselves, but manifest that kingdom for our neighbor today, at present, in the here and now. It is risk, but it is risk that we take for Christ's sake with Christ himself. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find out more about the Church of the Holy Family at holyfamilychapelhill.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week. Peace be with you.